Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail hey everybody welcome to our good news segment sean kevlin is joining us here today ceo insurance information institute also known as triple i today what we're talking about is we're looking at what it is about our insurance that may require review. When was the last time you had an insurance checkup? And I have to say, um, Sean, I was just thinking about this myself about three days ago. And and it's curious that we're doing this interview today because I wonder if I'm starting to ask the same questions that many people are asking. But for you all as an organization, you know, you are out there looking and let's just say you're presenting some interesting questions for people. What's been the call to action on this? Well, well, first of all, thank you for having uh, me and III. Uh, we pride ourselves on being a trusted source of information to help customers know how insurance works and how to manage their risk and be resilient. And with so much uncertainty today, um, and it's really just on the forefront to your point of everyone's minds, uh, we're encouraging people to take this time and take a step back and make sure your life and your family are prepared. Um, and best of all, you're prepared with insurance and the right insurance. Uh, insurance can bring certainty during uncertain times. So we are always encouraging a customer to take a look at an inventory of their policies each year, make sure they understand uh, what they have in terms of automobile insurance, homeowners or renters insurance, and also life insurance. Uh, if, if you have people that rely on you financially, you should be considering life insurance as well. So this is an important time. It has brought risk and uncertainty to the top of, of everyone's minds. And so we also want to make that an opportunity to look at risk differently and make sure that you have uh, the, the right insurance so that when other catastrophes strike, and they will, uh, you're covered and you're, and, and you're able to withstand that through insurance. You know, what's interesting about this is you're right. I think um, I don't think I'm any different than other people, but I will say that I wouldn't have looked at my insurance if it wasn't for COVID-19 related uh, instances and situations. And the thing that got me to look at it was uh, a commercial on television that talked about COVID-19 relief. And the commercial was from my insurance company and I hadn't heard a peep from anyone. I don't think that's unusual. I don't think I'm an anomaly. Is the burden on us to really do the evaluation of insurance and and really pick up the phone and call our provider? 
Well, we always recommend uh, that, and, and, and we always recommend that uh, customers reach out to their insurance company if they have any questions. Um, there is a lot to be proud of uh, in this industry right now in terms of how it's looking out for its customers and its employees and the community communities. We've seen, in particular, around auto insurance, uh, more than ten billion dollars of related premium relief for for drivers. Um, there, we're also seeing donations upwards of two hundred and twenty million dollars uh, through the insurance industry charitable foundation so companies are are there um, they're, they're in the industry is acting with urgency to adapt and be there uh, to to help the customer to help them save money uh, to help make sure that they're getting the right relief that they need uh, every you know individuals have individual circumstances and so that's why it's worth having a conversation with your insurance professional or your insurer directly I want you know thank you Sean I want to ask you and um, you know you're the expert in this field I am curious on what is on you know Sean's top three you know if Sean had a top three what would that be in terms of what consumers should be doing right now so top three, I'll, I'll break it down by different types of insurance. Uh, for auto insurance, uh, you're going to want to check to see if your auto insurer has offered you a discount um, to reflect the reduced miles that are driven uh, right now during during the pandemic. And then uh, homeowners and renters insurance, uh, making sure that you, first of all, have it, of course, um, make sure that you also take an inventory um, and that you have the right coverage uh, for, and the right amount of insurance uh, based on what your inventory is. Uh, and in that time, um, do things as simple as with, with your in homeowners and rental, take your, your phone around and take a video so that you can have an inventory of the items in case you need it, in case a covered catastrophe like a fire or a natural catastrophe happens, uh, you want to make sure that you have a good inventory of your items. And then, again, uh, life insurance. Um, life insurance is something, especially if you have people that rely on you financially, you want to consider life insurance. Uh, there are a couple different types of life insurance uh, that, that you want to look at. Uh, one is term, which has a, a limited amount of time of coverage. And then there's a whole life insurance uh, uh, where, where it would cover you for the entire uh, for your entire life. So look at the different kinds, uh, contact an insurance professional, ask them these questions, make sure that you understand what type of insurance you have and, and what type of insurance you need. Um, the final thing I'll, I'll make a point of um, that's, that's often misunderstood is around flood insurance. Yeah. Um, and, and flooding is, is a part of 90% of catastrophes. And flood insurance is a different type of insurance that's uh, the majority of which is offered through the federal government. And so that's a different way that you have to go about and get that policy. And uh, unfortunately, the, many consumers don't realize this. And we see an average of just about 12% of consumers who actually need the insurance. Actually, that's that's all that's happening. So you have you know more than 80% of customers out there who need flood insurance don't have it. And this is really important for people to understand and that they should be looking at. Yeah, I think part of that too, isn't it? Because, you know, we sort of forget the day and age we're living in. But I think there's also this fear factor idea of picking up the phone and being afraid of what you're going to find out about insurance. Um, but, you know, part of this is if you don't have a conversation and you don't really look around for insurance, you know, those of us that have been through natural disasters understand the impact of that. And I think you just brought up something that most people wouldn't even think about. 
It, it is, you know, we, I think inherently uh, people don't want to think about bad stuff that could happen, uh, but, and, but it is an important time and it is important to take a step back and reflect on these things and make a simple call so that you have the right insurance uh, to cover you. Because what you don't want to do is go through a catastrophe and look in, and think that the government will be able to help you through through a covered catastrophe because uh, more often than not uh, if you had the if you had the insurance you needed you'd you'd be much more resilient you'd recover much faster and and that's what's most important so uh, take take a little time make that call um, get online um, there are many different ways that you can explore explore insurance there are many different options available to your individual needs what what is the best website from your perspective that people would be able to find this information. Well, the, the unique part of the III and, and our website is iii.org is the industry set us up 60 years ago to, to help provide information to, to customers. There are no policies or, or sold insurance offered on our site. It's just a good source of information to help you better understand. Um, and then, you know, you have a, a an extraordinary uh, market of options uh, available to you with different insurances that you can have. And so we, we encourage uh, people to also explore the options of different providers because these providers will be able to tailor to your individual needs. You know, one of the things I, 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 that I want to talk to you about a little bit is, you know, when I worked for, for a corporation for, wow, like 25 years, I never thought about term life insurance because I thought I had insurance. Your inspiration all day on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.sharonmartinmd.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to corneliastephanie.com. Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to our good news segment. And you all have heard me talk about the Gary Sinise Foundation before. But, you know, this is a topic right here that you, I think, as listeners, you've heard us talk about the fact that our new studio is literally in a building. 
where the entire floor of the building is populated by emergency responders, our EMS population, those people that you call when you call like a 911 and then they show up and they're just really cool vehicles and they take care of you and do whatever they need to do. We're in the building with an entire company of those. So every day when we go in or when we were going in, um, we would see what they do with their vehicles, how they get them ready. But here's the thing you should know. Part of the getting ready process is making sure their vehicle can get from where they are to where they need to go. And today, Jessica Egerton is joining me here today. Elizabeth Fields joining me here. Jessica, Director of Brand Development, Cooper Tires. Elizabeth, Chief o uh, Operating Officer, Gary Sinise Foundation. Both of them are here today because one of the most under- estimated an important aspect of that vehicle that gets from where they are to your home then from there to the hospital is how they do it today we're talking about the second consecutive year cooper tires is teaming up with the gary sinise foundation to talk about providing essential and reliable equipment to first responders and i gotta tell you if the tires are not ready to go that vehicle goes nowhere welcome to both of you for joining me here today well thank you for having us uh, like thank you so much for having us yeah our new studio is in a building right so we get to see firsthand how these folks take care of their vehicles um but let's talk a minute about what we need the depth and the breadth of all of the first responders because they're just one they're one group but when we say first responders who are the people we're talking about? And give us a sense of how many. Well, so the first responders are the individuals who are the first to respond to an emergency. So if there's a car accident, for instance, you know, the EMTs, paramedics, fire firefighters, policemen and women, um, those are traditionally our first responders. Um, that's a great question. I mean, uh, there's a lot of first responders out there. Um, I, I, you know, I don't even know if I know the specific statistics of how many are across the country, but what is interesting, and I think what a lot of individuals don't always know, is that uh, fire departments, for instance, they're not always uh, supported by uh, uh, government funding. A, a lot of the stations out there are volunteer. That's right. And that's why, a, yeah, a partnership with like a Cooper Tire is critical because um, they don't have the money. So they need donated equipment. And, uh, donated training to be able to serve the communities that they serve. And by the way, that that uh, ratio, right, between the volunteer and the non-volunteer agencies has been growing exponentially over the past 10 years. So, and, but we forget about that. We just think every day of our lives, what's going to happen is we have a need, folks are going to be there. And do you know that out of any occupation, right, first responders are on our minds all the time. We drive by them. We see them. Uh, if you grew up in New York like I did, you hear them like a lot. Um, mm -hmm. But yet, we don't understand they have a need. And, and that's what I want to talk about here, uh, you, you know, to really get underneath that. Elizabeth, that's where you come in, right? Because if there is a need, then there we are with the Gary Sinise Foundation. And so you're making an, a move with this partnership to fill that need. 
Absolutely. So part of our mission is first responder outreach. Um, you know, we are here to provide uh, the critical training and equipment mm -hmm. and, and grants so that these individuals could be ready to serve their community. Um, but it's, it's truly cannot happen without the American people's support and with corporate support like Cooper Tire. Um, you know, we're here to to be able to execute our mission and to serve uh, these heroes, um, but we, we can't do it on our own. So we're, we're so thankful for the support that we get every day. And I like that. Jessica, from, a, from your perspective, when we talk about Cooper Tire and Rubber Company, you know, you are now in a partnership. This is a partnership to save lives because somehow we need to make sure we're putting together that First of all, the demand for first responders right now has never been greater. That's number one. And number two, we're really unaware about how much money it takes, how many resources it takes, how these organizations are being funded to have good equipment and training. And let me ask you about this. You know, what did you see the need for and how are you stepping in? Well, I, first of all, we can't thank you enough because one of the things that is so amazing is helping raise awareness of this. And, and you having us here to talk about this is really helping us be able to do that. You know, at Cooper, we talk tires every day and we recognize the critical, important role that they play, not just in, in our safety, in our mobility, um, but also for first responders. People don't think about tires very often unless something happens. And the tires on your car, truck, or SUV are the only four things that connect you to the road. So they're important in, in being able to keep you moving, but they're also important in your safety. And the same is true for first responders because like tires, sometimes we don't think about them unless something happens. And we rely on them to be there when needed and when called upon. And in order to do that, and in order to serve you and help take care of you, um, they have equipment, vehicles, other things that they need to make sure is, is functioning in there. And, and part of that is really um, their vehicles and also their tires on their vehicles. But you know, one of the things that, that uh, we just put out a survey yesterday about the Cooper just put out a survey yesterday about um, charitable giving, which we thought was a really relevant topic for, for everything going on today. And one of the, the things that we found out is that 89% of Americans say they believe that first responders are underappreciated, yeah. which is, um, which is just a staggering number. So part of this is certainly not just what we can do at Cooper, and we're so proud to partner with an amazing organization like the Gary Sinise Foundation, but also there's other ways that you can give back, and, and it might not be a monetary donation, um, but it might be your time. There's, there's an, many amazing things that um, organizations across the country and then, of course, organizations like the Gary Sinise Foundation are doing to help keep uh, the brave men and women who are those first responders safe um, protected and, and funded. You know, it's funny, I have a, without going into details, uh, you know, I have a friend who is a first responder, and in conversations with her about her life and her work, especially now, we think that what their greatest fear is, and this is just her, their greatest fear is what's happening when they go out in the field. No, their greatest fear or, or from my friend's perspective, their greatest fear is not having the basics of what they need to save lives. The basics. They, their fear is 
I'm going to get into a vehicle and that vehicle is not going to start. Or what we're talking about today, I'm going to get into a vehicle and I have to drive like some ungodly mile per hour and I know my tires are not good. I mean, that is the reality of what's happening. And what you all are doing is saying, wait a minute, we are here to help because you're right. First responders are significant. They save lives. Yeah, they're, they're critical. Go ahead, Jess. Uh, you're so right. And, and what they do um, and, and the role that they play is critical. And, and being able to do something like provide tires, which are expensive, they're expensive for you and I, and they're certainly expensive for first responders who put a lot of demand and wear and tear in responding to those emergencies. Uh, this frees up resources for them to also be able to um, use for other things like medical equipment and training, other critical resources that they have. Yeah, and you know, I have uh, one of the things that um, we don't really think about is they're essential. I, I mean, tires are essential, and they're the kind of thing that we just don't realize that we kind of take this for granted. Like, here you are, there's a first responder agency, and of course they're going to be able to afford and have great tires. Of course they're going to feel safe. But of course, that's not always true. I want to ask you this question. You know, tell us about how people can find out more about this. And, you know, both from the Gary Sinise Foundation, but also to, you know, to take a look at what Cooper Tire is doing as well. Well, at the Gary Sinise Foundation, um, the best way to find out um, how to get involved and how to donate uh, would be at Gary Sinise foundation.org but I also want to say to the first responders that are out there and military personnel and veterans I mean we're we're here to help you so if you need some help um, please reach out to Gary Sinise foundation.org as well and we'll, we'll see what we could do uh, to support you uh, and your families yeah and I think this is something that's so important because people don't know they can reach out to you you know what I'm saying they just don't know yeah. they're they're too busy right now saving lives so that, that invitation is so very, very important. Um, let's talk about Cooper Tire for a minute, um, as well as what it is that you're intimately involved with here in making sure that things are available for first responders and their agencies. Yeah, we. Uh, this is the second year of working with the Gary Sinise Foundation, and so um, we are donating tires to, uh, we're hoping to be able to reach 20 fire and EMT stations across the U.S. Last year, uh, when it was our first year working together, we were able to donate tires to three fire stations across the U.S., wow. and we really just encourage everyone to, um, you know, beyond what we're talking about now and, and being able to honor um, the amazing work that these first responders do, um, take a minute yourself, and I know it's not terribly exciting, but the next time you're getting gas or you're getting ready to jump in your car, mm -hmm. uh, take a look at your tires. Yeah. A couple of simple steps. It only takes a, it only takes a minute. Check the tread depth. Check the air pressure. Just give them an overall look and, and see if maybe um, they need some, some attention and make sure that you're rotating them regularly. That's a really simple, easy way that you can um, make sure that you're, you're paying attention to your tires and helping to keep yourself and your family safe. Um, thank you both for joining me. Last question. What's your personal message? 
what do you want to leave us with today? And, you know, my heart goes out to you and your families for um, all of what you're going through and how you're showing up today to save lives. But let's just share your personal message and thank you. This is Elizabeth. I My personal message is, um, you know, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing to serve and protect our country and, quite frankly, the world right now. And not just the first responders and military personnel, but their families as well. I think a lot of times uh, individuals forget that the families are putting themselves uh, on, the, on the front lines as well. And Imagine a world where good news, positive information and stories were the mainstream. Tell us your positive story. Hashtag positivity rules. You are listening to the Transformation Radio Network. Yeah, yippee skippy to that, baby. We're not done yet. Some of us are out here to educate and inspire. This year, 2020, is the year we got to show me the money in the cash flow. I'm Dr. Pat. This is the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Visit thedrpatshow.com. Now, just one moment. Thank you. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on The Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at TracyLClark.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our good news segment. I've got a great show for you today and really an update on some previous versions we've done. Now, look, you and all of us, we understand what we're going through with COVID-19. But we're going to be talking with you today to talk about how we go beyond type one how we're talking about insulin affordability and what are the considerations for diabetes and the diabetes community uh, amid COVID-19. 
What we have here today is Andy Vicari joining me as well as Dr. Ann Peters. Uh, Dr. Peters is uh, a science advisor uh, on the Science Advisory Committee for Beyond Type 1. And Andy is joining us here today as a senior director and U.S. brand leader, Insulin's Eli Lilly and Company. Thank you both for joining me here today. Good to be here. So, you know, look, I've done many, many segments on uh, diabetes, insulin, all of the above, but we have a new situation and we're not thinking so much about the impact of COVID-19. It seems past conversations about the economy, but there are people that are right smack in the middle of what we're talking about. And whether it is one health issue or in another, we are talking about diabetes where people are looking for what they need, that insulin that they need every day of their lives. And it is, it, as we all like to talk about, is a situation which we need to talk about, don't you think? Absolutely. Um, Dr. Peters, from your perspective, I am curious to know, um, what you're seeing in the moment, if you could give us a snapshot about the landscape of diabetes and COVID-19 right now, what are you seeing? So people who have diabetes who get sick with COVID do worse than people who don't have diabetes. Mm. So when they're in the hospital, they end up intubated more, they end up dying more. So diabetes is a risk factor for doing badly. And, and I don't think the public generally thinks about that. And let me tell you what I mean by that is we have heard the word diabetes so much. We don't understand the critical nature of it. You know, it, it is like one of those things that we don't realize that this is a group of people that are sitting there day in, day out that are as vulnerable as everyone else. And, you know, this is an interesting point, and let me ask you about that uh, again, Dr. Peters. You know, when you are battling diabetes, and certainly we're going to talk about the solution here today, it doesn't matter what age you are. And I think that's, a, that's, an, that, that's an oversight in the COVID-19 conversation because we're not just talking about somebody that is, you know, one of our great ageless population members. We're talking about diabetes. It doesn't really know an age, does it? It doesn't really know an age, and anyone can get it at any age. But the more, the length of time you've had it increases your risk for other complications of it. And one of the other issues is that it tends to link with people who are overweight and being overweight yeah. at any age is also bad if you get this disease. Yeah, wow. Mr. Vicari, thank you for joining me here today. Um, I, 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 I wanna ask you the same question, but a totally different perspective. You know, from the supply perspective, uh, in your role, in what you're doing, right, uh, at Eli Lilly, in your role, what are you seeing at providing uh, to people with diabetes? What are you seeing on the supply end of this, so to speak? Yeah, Dr. Pat, I think it's an important question and we can allay people's fears. There's been no disruption to any of the Lilly insulins from a supply standpoint. That's pre-COVID-19, certainly during this pandemic. And I think people are following their doctor's direction quite nicely in that we have seen an increase 
uh, in ordering from wholesalers, really driven by individuals getting either that extra month's prescription just to have uh, for safekeeping and or uh, transitioning to more of a 90-day supply. So we've had no problem mm-hmm. fulfilling those demands, and uh, we anticipate no challenges moving forward. i got to ask you this question because you're talking about something that just warms my heart. It just really does. You have added the word affordability in it. And I can't tell you, I have become an advocate on price gouging. So what I started to do about a month ago when I ordered something online for myself and I realized the price was double. Oh, my gosh. It was like, what? Why is this double? I just ordered this from you. Double. And what I want to say is even though it has nothing to do with insulin, The scare of people, the fear around affordability is right next to the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm in a higher risk group. Talk about what you're doing to help specifically with this. In response to the pandemic, uh, we had announced last month the Lilly Insulin Value Program, and it really specifically addresses two groups of people. One is people with commercial insurance but may still have a a challenge affording their insulin, and then really uh, the most vulnerable with those that are finding themselves uninsured either because of the COVID crisis or previous to that. And this program ensures that an individual can get their Lilly Insulin for $35 a month and to access it, they can call our 1-800 number, so 1-833-808-1234, and that's staffed by very warm healthcare professionals, and they can get uh, a solution to their challenge Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to repeat the number because sometimes it takes a few of these to just, I'm going to just tell everybody the number again. So folks, write this down, please, and pass it on, 833 808 two three four please pass that number on um you know thank you for doing that two things i love about what you both are here talking about is one you have made the message accessible to people so you you know this is like call that number because uh, we we live in a world right now where everybody's like well yeah text me or do this when you need something like insulin man You want to talk to a real person. Dr. Peters, isn't that important as well to be able to reach out and speak to like a real person? Well, yes. And it's also important to do a number of other things, which is to talk to people's healthcare team if they get sick, because people are avoiding that because they're afraid about going in or getting COVID. And when people have diabetes, they need all the support they can get. And there's a group, the group Beyond Type 1 that I'm part of, that has a really good website, which is called coronavirusdiabetes.org, mm. which gives a lot of information that also is comforting. I think it's comforting to talk to other people because diabetes is also treatable. And if people treat it well, they'll do better. Mm. So it's important to do the right things right now. You know, one of the things I mentioned, Dr. Peters, is you're a professor of of, uh, clinical medicine at Keck School of Medicine and University of Southern California. You're also the director of the USC Clinical Diabetes Program. And, you know, you are uh, right smack in the middle of this in so many ways. 
But I also think that there is something for us to talk about from your perspective and from Mr. Vicari's perspective on this being almost the silent almost silent invisible scenario that we're not talking about enough because i've done shows on diabetes and the rise in diabetes in our country and we're not talking about a few people here can we get a sense for our listeners what what we're talking about when we're talking about people that require insulin well there are at least 35 million people in the United States who have diabetes. And then it's, you know, insulin is required in, in many of them. We don't know the full numbers, but, you know, maybe up to a third of people. And insulin basically means your body's not making enough of its own, so they need the injections. But if people who need insulin don't get insulin, their blood sugars can go very, very high, and it can also, you know, cause significant harm and even cause death if they don't treat their diabetes. So diabetes isn't trivial, and, you know, insulin is is a vital treatment for it, so people need to make sure they don't run out. I got to tell you something that I, this particular interview, I didn't realize, um, I was talking with a friend of mine that has diabetes and, you know, one of the things that they were not connecting the dots with is exactly what you're talking about. So when we're now talking about opening up the economy and people going back to work, she literally didn't see herself in the high risk group. And I think that message today I think is the message that most people that are struggling right now or that maybe they can't afford their insulin, they, I don't know that there has been enough talked about with people with diabetes and what the requirement may be for them that is different for the rest of the people. And I don't know if you're aware of that, but until you're told by your doctor, hey, this is a scenario I believe most of the folks with diabetes think they're just okay like everybody else going back to work and so forth. Well, they may be, but I actually treat all my patients with diabetes a little bit especially just because they are at higher risk for doing badly if they get sick. Everybody, however, needs to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But they can look at the CDC website, which talks about high-risk people, and diabetes is clearly on the list, as is having hypertension and being overweight. So I think people just need to be smart here because I can't predict how severe someone's illness will be if they get COVID-19. And I've seen people with diabetes do fine, but I also know that they don't do fine. So, you know, people need to protect themselves. But diabetes, anybody with a chronic disease really does need to be extra careful. Thank you. Um, uh, Mr. Vicari, look, what you all are doing is vital. It is vital. It is the kind of thing that we need to talk about more because you're seeing a scenario and it's a scenario that generally if people were able to go to work every day, you know, even if they don't have their insurance, they would be able to make sure they're getting their insulin. But we're in a different place now. What prompted you to step up and create the insulin affordability solution? What, what was that about for you? We've been on this journey for several years now, Dr. Pat, so not a new behavior for us in yeah. that we've offered 
We have and have been offering several others, and I know you and I have had this discussion on some of the options we have. Yeah. But in a moment like this, I think it it really calls for everybody in the healthcare chain, and certainly manufacturers, to step in and step up. And Lily, from top to bottom, CEO on down, has made this decision to ensure that there's no rationing of insulin that those that have lost jobs, wow. uh, whether if $35 is too expensive for them, if we can get them to call into that call center, there may be free options for them. So we're just trying to do whatever we can to plug the holes or plug the gaps, so to speak, for individuals with diabetes. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if this is fortunate for me to say this or just a circumstance in my life. I've actually seen what happens when somebody doesn't have access to their insulin. And I I don't think that people quite understand the serious nature of that. But for you at Lilly to be able to do this and team up with Dr. Peters and everything Dr. Peters and what her organization, you know, what the USC Clinical Diabetes Program said, when you both team up, you really are accelerating the solution for people. And I want to thank you. Um, I know you've got to run. Please let us know one more time from both of you, personal message and what people need to know to find out more about this. Uh, Dr. Peters, you want to go first with your personal message and then Mr. Vicari, you next. My personal message is people can do well with diabetes, but they need to take responsibility and they should go to coronavirusdiabetes.org to learn more. Wow, thank you. Mr. Vicari, for I would you, say absolutely. Absolutely. So get, we just want to get people to our Lilly Diabetes Solution Center. So that's 1-833-808-1234. And that's Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the personal message is we want to help. Uh, we want to get people to that, uh, to that call center and give them uh, what they need so that no one has to go without their insulin. Man, I'll tell you, you both are lifesavers. Get empowered transformationtalkradio.com The knowledge book currently studied in 39 countries and 15 languages around the world accelerates our evolution, takes us out of depression, offers universal truth, protects us, and makes us stronger, both spiritually and physically. So if you are interested in the knowledge book, visit usa.thenowledgebook.net and tune in to the Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. have all of you tuning into our good news segment. You know, Dr. Alan Gluskin is joining me here today, president of the American Association of Endodontists. Now, look, you're probably going to say, of, of what? Well, here's the thing. Every single one of us at some point in time in our lives has something going on with some form of tooth pain and dental care. But what is it about COVID-19? Do we know or don't know? And what is the dental profession doing? 
beyond anything you might even think. I know what my local folks are doing, but in general, do you think perhaps you're suffering with tooth pain and you don't have to? Dr. Gluskin, thank you for joining me here today. Thank you, Pat. So, so an endodontist, because you're you're speaking to one. Yep. Um, endo, the prefix e n d o, is a Greek prefix which means inside or within the tooth. And um, we are specialists in root canal therapy. So, if you have a toothache that's waking you up at night, if you're eating ice cream and the cold is bothering your tooth and it aches for 20 minutes after you have that ice cream cone, if you're swollen in your jaw and it's coming from a tooth and you want to save that natural tooth which is what you should do it's part of your body and you deserve to save it then you need an expert in the care of root canal therapy and the expert in pain control is an endodontist um, and find my endodontist is the website that you should seek out you can do a search engine with your zip code and you can find specialists in your area. 85% of endodontists in this country are seeing emergencies for dental care um, because they are specialists and they know how to protect both themselves and the patient from this virus. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up because I'll tell you, uh, for me, I'm very fortunate. Um, I'm extremely fortunate to have found Uh, a dentist literally that saved my teeth when I was 19 so I'm a very I'm a very unique situation in that I have had more care for my teeth than not and one of the things that I want to say is I don't think people don't know what they don't know about this and and we do know one thing that there is a level of caution that at least my dentist office is taking Uh, And so let's go through from your perspective what people should know, and not just with COVID-19, but, you know, I I don't think my dentist is different than most. They take extraordinary care in what they do with their patients. Yeah, and I, I admire that immensely because that's what dentists are supposed to do. When AIDS um, uh, epidemic hit us in the 1990s, um, dentistry had to change um, uh, to um, uh, the kinds of protections for patients because we deal with blood. And um, a, a virus um, in blood or a virus now in respiratory droplets um, has to be protected against. So when you come to an endodontist office now, um, you you will see that the endodontist has um, masks on, his staff has masks on, they have special gowns now, many of them will have special shoes um, or coverings for their shoes. Um, you are worked on with a microscope so um, the tooth can be magnified 20 times bigger so we can see the intricacies within. Um, and you will get care that, um, Um, is expert care to solve your problem and protect you. And one of the things endodontists do that most dentists don't do is they use a rubber dam. A rubber dam protects your mouth from things going into your mouth that might be coming from staff or the um, dentist. 
and keeps things from your mouth and in your mouth and your nose away from the staff. So we are protecting both sides of the equation with a rubber dam and offering you expert care that's painless in order to treat your tooth problem. I got to tell you, doctor, I've been very, very fortunate with my endodontist. I, I mean, I, I always think I have the best on the planet. I have seen some extraordinary work being done to save my teeth. And, and, you know, we're talking about something that even today people are sitting in their homes and they are suffering from tooth pain. And I think there are some tips that you're going to give us here today. But, but this is one area that, that I find, and thank you for bringing up the reference to, to AIDS because I was part of that movement to save lives. You all have learned so much. And I want to ask you, you are out there doing this, but there's got to be a passion and a purpose behind you doing these interviews. What is it that has gotten you fired up about this? Well, I've, um, I, you know, I, I had a private practice for years. I, I, we had three offices and I had three partners. Um, and then in midlife, I went into education and now the passion is for teaching. And um, I've always volunteered for service uh, to my profession. And uh, you get old enough, you know, sometimes you make it to president. And so it's, it's important for us to educate the public. I mean, most people don't even know what an ended honesty is they go are you the guy that, that moves teeth with braces um so it, it's important to get the word out there are specialists who can give you pain-free dentistry and with the expertise to hopefully keep that tooth for a lifetime and we are endodontists yeah i mean thank you for doing that and boy you know you've said a mouthful i gotta tell you something once upon a time i was i was simply a host of a radio show now i own an entire radio network with 10 channels and once you become the president of something the level of responsibility i think changes you become more aware of how to educate how to inform but also to share and that's part of what you're doing today you're also sharing and there are a couple of tips i want to make sure we get in before these really short interviews are over look people forget this i'm in my home i'm just brushing my teeth no that's not what you're just doing right well, you know what? My, the, the worst thing that people do is they keep their toothbrushes too long. Oh if you want to effectively brush, get rid of it between 90 and 120 days and get a new one. And definitely, definitely brush in the morning after sleeping all night. The bacteria in your mouth is growing colonies. And you don't want to eat breakfast and then brush your teeth. It seems counterintuitive, but you want to get that plaque off now because when you eat breakfast, the acids in that plaque will dissolve your teeth much, much faster if they're there and they're intact. And then we like to brush our teeth before we go to bed so all that stuff isn't growing on our teeth while we're sleeping. And if you have time during the day, then pull it out again or at least rinse with a mouthwash so you can get whatever you have for lunch off your teeth because it's really important to disrupt that bacterial plaque that can do so much damage your teeth over time and one of the things you mentioned i want to hop to it here and just really uh accentuate it for a moment what i have found and and i believe me we've done entire series with pretty much every form of dental care that you can imagine i we've got a great 
uh, group of people we bring in to educate and inform every year. But here's the thing that you said, and I, I just got to talk to you about this. Nine times out of 10, people, in my opinion, will switch up their manual toothbrush, meaning the one that you don't plug in, old school. But in order for people to literally change that electric one, boy, you would need an act of Congress sometimes. But that is <laughs> equally important. And people don't are not aware of that. They're like, oh, but it costs money. And I'm like, you got to change it, folks. Uh, yeah, because they think it's moving and it's doing the it's job. Not- they think that bristles don't matter, and they matter as much as anything. So I completely agree with you. Yeah, I mean, and there are parts of this, too, that you're talking about that are so important. You know, look, every one of us makes decisions when it comes to our teeth and when it comes to our health. But one of them is that decision, do we pull it or do we leave it? And I've been very fortunate to have doctors and to have my dental team go to extraordinary lengths not to pull my teeth. But I will say there comes a point in time when you do have to have that happen. You know, let's talk about what the range is or the range of care is that endodontists provide. Well, if you if you pull a tooth um, and, and it could be saved, that's not cost effective, all right? I mean, doing doing a root canal and then going back to your general dentist to put the crown on or the restorative on to protect the tooth after the root canal is definitely cost effective. If you extract a tooth because I can't be bothered, I'll get an implant. And you think an implant is simple or cheap um, uh, you better think again an implant um, has to integrate with your bone that takes six to nine months then you need a restoration sometimes you need grafting because of the bone removal when you extracted the tooth so I don't want to put down implants they're important to dentistry and they will replace missing teeth but if you have a good functional tooth now and all it needs is a root canal my goodness gracious let's save it yeah, and I want to say something on behalf of I, I don't know I don't know which which of uh, segment of the population I'm talking about, but boy, we have come a long way with root canal treatments, as far as I know. I mean, we have made this for people really quite seamless. It is not what people thought 20, 30 years ago. There's so much that is done. In, in the endodontist's office right now that was not done 20 years ago. Oh, you are, you are so right. And many, many root canals can be done in one visit. You don't have to keep back. So that's a blessing also. Listen, what can people do to find out more? I know you're doing one of these interviews after the other. Where can they go to find out more? And I would love to know your personal message. I'd love to know what you want to leave us with here today, Doctor. All right. Well, I I thank you. Um, Find My Endodontist would be um, one of uh, your best ways to get educated and to find someone who can manage your emergency and provide skilled 
expert care. And my message for your audience finally would be that we're in a very disposable world and um, we find value in pictures of our parents and keepsakes that are given to us by relatives, but we also should find value in our body and our health. And nothing could be better for you and your future health than saving your natural dentition. And that's my message. Yeah, boy, you know what? My mama used to say, you don't know what you have till you don't have it anymore. And boy, that, that, I got to tell you, that is the story when it comes to teeth. Thank you so much for what you're doing. I appreciate you. Oh, and I, it was a pleasure talking to you, truly. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody, we're going to take a short break. Please check this out. And, you know, I do agree. This has got to be the last frontier if you make that decision. Do what you can. Ask a lot of questions. Don't be shy about them. Make sure your endodontist is fully aware that you want to keep your teeth and rock on. We'll be right back. <laughs> 